Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On this episode of the OFNT Podcast, I have an abundance of Apple news. Is there more trouble in Spotify podcast land? Will the podfather come to the rescue? I have these stories and more. So let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the OFNT Podcast. OFNT stands for Old Fart New Tech. I'm your host and resident old fart, Jim Schaefer. I hope this finds you well, and you're having a great week. Happy Labor Day to those who celebrate it. Corrections. Last episode, I stated Westwood One was disbanding their business arm. That should have been their news arm. Politics. Murder in the streets justified by political persuasion. Live by the sword, you die by the sword. Rest in hell, Reinhold. Tech news. Well, this section's going to read like an Apple tech site because most of the tech news this week came from that source. First up. Apple rolled out iOS 13.7, which will most likely be the last version of iOS Lucky 13 this week. Included in this update was a COVID-19 exposure notification express option. Well, I'm running the beta of iOS 14, which has had this feature and tried enabling it to see how it went. To enable it, you'd go to the settings, scroll down to exposure notifications, then turn on exposure notifications itself. You will then be greeted by an explanation screen about how the system works and then given the choice to cancel or continue. If you continue, you would then select your country, in my case the U.S., and then the state. After selecting my state, which is New York, I was prompted to visit the App Store to download an app from the New York State Department of Health. Only problem is that app doesn't exist. Only a few states in the U.S. have COVID apps and New York isn't one of them. Upon returning to the COVID alert page, I hit the Done button that presented me with a toggle to receive alerts without an app. 
which I couldn't access because it claimed location services weren't turned on in settings, which is not correct. So I really didn't want to use this so-called service anyway, so to me, no harm done. My wife was able to toggle on COVID alerts on her phone, which is running iOS 13.7. Well, I guess that's why iOS 14 is still in beta. AppleInsider.com headline reads, Apple advancing all-glass iPhone with wraparound display technology. From the article, Apple's design choices for the iPhone have always been widely debated by observers, with choices to implement specific styles and features often copied by competitors, such as the infamous notch. If Apple implements ideas offered in a pair of patents granted by the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office on Tuesday, a future iPhone could end up being completely covered with seamless glass with zero penetrations for wired ports and could even have a wraparound display. The article goes on to describe the patent and offers a render of what such a phone might look like, a portless all-glass enclosure that looks much like the current Samsung Galaxy design language, featuring glass, dark-colored end caps, with a top cap hosting the camera, earphone, and other electronics. Very futuristic-looking, but not user-friendly in my opinion. As with the current Samsung phones, unintended touching and launching of apps could occur, and good luck getting a protective case for this form factor. I'd hate to see the result of a bad drop of a phone based on this render, though sales of AppleCare would go through the roof. I don't see Apple doing something like this until a glass-like material is as strong as good old metal, and 100% screen rejection for unwanted touches is obtained. Next up from TomSky.com. They're reporting that, as the headline says, Apple Glass Killer feature leaked and it will change how you see the world. All right. From the article, Apple has another navigation patent which is just as strange as a previous patent but could certainly prove to be more immersive. As spotted by Apple Insider, the patent, Movement Within an Environment, shows how something like Apple Maps Look Around or Google Street View could be replicated on the glasses. Instead of viewing the part of the world where you want to see on a phone screen, you'll have it projected onto your lenses as if you're there. I don't know about this. If people get dizzy while using VR glasses for gaming and such, this might possibly bring on vomiting. If the patent becomes reality, I think you'd better be sitting down while using this feature. I just can't see me or many other people walking along and invoking this. It would be like being in two places at once and really nowhere at all. Just think about it. Maybe future people would be used to this brought-on disorientation. And, you know, just because it was patented doesn't mean it's a good idea or will ever happen. Next, Apple working on new Apple TV with faster processor and remote equipped with Find My, reads the headline from MacRumors.com. From the article... Apple is working on a new version of the Apple TV that includes an upgraded remote and Find My-like capabilities, reports Bloomberg. The tidbit was shared in a wider report on Apple's fall, fall launch plans. Apple has been rumored to be working on an upgrade to the 4K Apple TV for some time, and it's believed that the device could launch at any time, but Bloomberg says the new set-top box might not ship until 2021. 
The article goes on to describe some minor updates like a faster processor and a redesigned remote that can be located by the Find My feature available on iPhones. The author goes on to speculate on the box having upgraded RAM, which is something my experience with it proves it really needs. I have a 64GB Apple TV box and it sometimes loses audio due to low RAM. To get the audio back, I close out some apps and restart the device. I don't know why it won't be released until next year, given the updates are so minor. Perhaps the pandemic has something to do with this. Apple will soon release two Apple Watches and a new iPad Air. Report is the headline from TheVerge.com. The article is basically a rundown of what Apple is expected to announce during their annual fall event, which is expected to be later this month. Besides the usual iPhones with the Pro models expected delay until later this year, a new iPad Air with slimmer bezels and resembling the iPad Pro line, along with the Apple Watch 6, a lower-cost version to replace the Apple Watch 3, are to be announced. Also mentioned is a smaller, cheaper HomePod smart speaker and Apple-branded over-ear headphones. It has been rumored that the iPad Air will get a price increase along with that redesign. I, I don't get this part. If the price goes up over $150 as reported, you might as well spend the additional money and go with a Pro version. I previously reported on the cheaper Apple Watch, and if the case is similar to my Series 4, well, I'll have a winner. Maybe the new Series 6 will have a redesign. We'll have to wait and see. As far as the cheaper HomePod, unless it's priced towards impulse buy range, I predict another lemon like its more expensive sibling is. Why would I buy something like this when alternatives like Amazon Echo and Google Home are available for a much lower price and have much more functionality? The over-ear headphones intrigue me, but I mainly use earbuds for music and podcast listening, unless these are acoustically accurate, meaning flat. I'll stick with my Audio-Technica MH40s for recording this show, at least for now. A short time ago, most tech sites were reporting that the first computer Apple would release featuring its new Apple Silicon chip would be a MacBook Pro. I scratched my head on that one because I figured the first model would be a MacBook. The just discontinued 12-inch laptop that I would have purchased in lieu of the MacBook Air if the price wasn't so high. Well, 9to5Mac.com has the headline... 12-inch MacBook returning in ARM form with 15 to 20-hour battery life. A supply chain report from China claims that the 12-inch MacBook will be making a return in the form of an ARM-powered machine, says the article. It claims that the machine will launch by the end of the year. The Intel-powered 12-inch MacBook was discontinued just over a year ago. Apple itself has said that the first Apple Silicon Mac will ship by the end of the year, but has not revealed which model this will be. Well, if true, this makes more sense to me than releasing a, uh, a MacBook Pro. You know, for this model, Apple could use off-the-shelf parts. So I believe we will have the same style as the discontinued MacBook with an updated non-Magic keyboard. That's right, the much-maligned Butterfly keyboard will equip this unit. I've had no problem with this style of keyboard and really like the current versions of it. 
My Pro and Air models are equipped with it, knock on wood, and I haven't had any problems with them. If Apple can price these around $799, they will have a real winner on their hands. The people who would want this model will be using the machine mostly for word processing and web browsing and checking email. This is a true ultra-portable and business folk would appreciate its lightness and battery life and with its custom chipset, performance should be great if not acceptable for basic on-the-road applications. I'm looking forward to see what they do with this model. Okay, so now we're going to move on to some non-Apple tech news. Here's how Huawei and other Chinese firms could access crucial CPU technology without restrictions is the headline from TechRadar.com. The article makes the case that because the old U.S. chip pioneer, MIPS, M-I-P-S, is now basically owned by the Chinese, and that was due to a bunch of purchases and spinoffs that didn't raise any alarms with the U.S. Committee on Foreign Investments, so companies such as ZTE and Huawei can access that technology to create their own chips. As the article points out, there are some limiting factors, though. First, Android doesn't run on MIPS architecture, but the article assumes that a company like Huawei has the resources to redesign in the open-source operating system to do so. Well, Huawei can't license Google's version of Android, so if they did that, it wouldn't be the same operating system we all know and kind of love. Second, where would these new chips be manufactured? It would have to be in a Chinese fabrication company, which doesn't exist yet. Even if a Chinese fab is built, the resulting Android would be a fork, only used by Huawei and its allies, and would basically be used only in its home market. The rest of the article is about Made in China 2025 and rah-rah propaganda, probably paid for by the CCP. In relation to this article was one that appeared on scmp.com website. That's the uh, South China Morning Press. The article was about how Huawei is increasing investment in Russia because of U.S. sanctions. Poor Ren CCP PLA Zengfei the dear leader of Huawei. He stated that all investments were shifted from the U.S. to Russia so they can rob the Russians of technology. Well, those were my words. He also said that the company was also increasing investments into its cloud computing ventures, which still have access to U.S. chips. Hey, Ren, thanks for the heads up. This might have escaped the Trump administration, but I'm sure they know now. He goes on to state that benevolent Huawei harbors no ill will towards the United States, and that the current situation is because of a few bad politicians. Well, I'm sure his company and the CCP, which are the same entity, are pouring millions of dollars into the coffers of candidate Biden as I speak. To correct this error in judgment, in his opinion, yeah, I have no sympathy here. tech I'm using. I know I've been extolling the virtues of the Charge-In Pro memory foam ear tips for my AirPods Pro and the difference they have made for me by using them. This is still true, but I never could get the ear tips to fit correctly in my right ear. With the regular AirPods, it was my left ear that was a problem, so go figure. 
So I went back to the drawing board and ordered a set of memory phone tips from an unknown company named, and I hope I pr pronounced this right, Teresa. These come with three different sizes of tips versus the two that the charging pros come with. And they were less than half the price. I can't judge durability at this time, but I can tell you that I finally got a good fit for my right ear. This has resulted in better bass response, and so far I am a happy camper. I'll update on durability after a while, so stay tuned. Entertainment news. Nothing interesting is going on this week in Pedoland. The big story was of the singer Rihanna getting injured in an e-scooter accident. I've said it before, and that's why we can't have nice things, kids. Being that I'm not watching sports, my movie consumption is way up. Last week I told you I was thinking of switching back to YouTube TV from Hulu, but I've decided to keep Hulu because the service has a pretty good library of movies. One movie I enjoyed from that library, though it was obviously made with some financial constraints, was The Last Full Measure. It's a story of U.S. Air Force Airman William H. Pitsenbarger, who died during the Vietnam War, and the fight to get him the Medal of Honor some 34 years after his death. I had the honor of serving in the same unit as he did, the 38th Air Rescue Squadron, in the early 90s while in Korea. Of course, he was a legend within the squadron, and I was unaware that he was finally recognized for what he did. As far as the 38th, they still exist as a training squadron, which is a shame. It should be a front-line unit. I enjoyed my time with that squadron. It was the best unit I served in throughout my military career with the best collection of people. I still have fond memories of my time with them. Sorry to go off on a tangent, but uh, this movie brought back memories of that time in my life. Podcast News the biggest story this week in the podcasting world has to be Joe Rogan's hugely popular show becoming a Spotify exclusive. Well, most of it anyway. The deal with Spotify also included the show's back catalog, but some of it didn't seem to make it. Specifically those featuring, and I quote, right-wing personalities, such as Alex Jones and Milo Yiannopoulos. Interestingly, the comedian and marijuana advocate Tommy Chung was also included in this purge. Spotify's stock took a $4 billion hit on Friday, but it's unclear whether this was due to this exclusion or not. Other tech stocks also suffered losses on the same day. My question is, will this change the show? Joe Rogan was known for welcoming people from all political and belief spectrums, no matter how controversial. I guess time will tell. The Podfather, Adam Curry, says he's building the Podcast 2.0 platform. I've discussed Mr. Curry and his podcast pioneering in previous episodes. What this seems to be is an alternative to the Apple podcast directory, which will allow folks like those purged from the Joe Rogan podcast to have a voice again. Also, there's a rumor going around that the Apple podcast directory might not be open much longer. Anyway, you can listen to Adam and John Dvorak on their No Agenda podcast, which is 
while long, quite good. Spotify is still making moves in the podcasting world, though. The company has offered Prince Henry and Meghan Markle a seven-figure deal for an exclusive podcast. I don't know who the audience that would be interested in listening to these two would be, but I know I won't be amongst them. All right, it's time for the rant, and it's political, so you can tune out if you want. What's their deal with journalists quoting so-called anonymous sources? The latest is saying that the president disparaged fallen military members two years ago. My question is, why didn't they speak up then? Why are they remaining anonymous? If what was supposedly quoted from these sources was true, why not step up and stand by your accusation? Afraid of uh, retaliation? With the amount of Trump derangement syndrome in Washington, I don't think this would be too much of a concern for you. The allegation came from Atlantic Magazine, a far-left publication. See, I can play that labeling game, too. And, of course, all the major news outlets ran with it. Even a Fox News whore confirmed it. Then the story fell apart with many journalists who were actually present when the statement was alleged to have been made, started coming out and stating it wasn't true. Heck, even a BuzzFeed reporter stated the article was false. Twelve hours after this story emerged, a slickly produced ad started airing from some sort of veterans organization that seemed to materialize out of thin air. You know, obviously this was a coordinated event, or should I say non-event. Still, the damage was done, which was the point of all this. Unfortunately, most social media users will read the headline, take it as fact, and not read the article nor the follow-up reporting that disproves this allegation. I'm having problems with allegation today. Allegation. All right. When the information is controlled by so few organizations and the effectiveness of such blatantly false information is proven to work, it makes me question if anything being reported is true. And perhaps, kids, that's the goal here. Well, I'll wrap up episode 45 of the OFNT podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I sure enjoyed making it for you, and I hope my efforts were worthwhile. You can always contact me at OFNTpodcast at gmail.com if you feel so inclined. Let me know if I can improve the show and what content you want more of or less of. So enjoy your holiday, be safe, and I'll see you next week. Remember, don't listen to what they say. Watch what they do. Hey, Pelosi. Now, guys, just do me a solid and get off my lawn. See you guys. I'm out.
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.